<laughs> That's dark. Very, very good. <laughs> well, good evening, Sir Dennis. Uh, oh, Lord. Hello. How are you doing? Hello. I'm much better now. Thank you. Thank you, because it is, after all, happy, happy hour. hour. Yes. My favorite hour. Right. So, I have some stuff to talk about. I flew back across the ocean. I'm now... Did you, uh, did you, uh, when you flew, did you have your shirt off like you do now? I always fly in the nude, yes. <laughs> yes. It, uh, I wasn't, I they, wasn't going that far. I was just going shirtless. You've, uh, you know, you've entered the, you've, you've gone straight to the, to the heart of the matter. Go ahead. Talk about how well, you like to fly naked. I mean, the nudist airlines, uh, you know, they, they keep it, they keep it nice and warm in the, in the, in the, I was cabin. Say cockpit. Yeah. I was going to say fuselage, but no, in the cabin. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you got to, uh, I mean, it gets a little stanky with all the other naked passengers, but, uh, you know, right. It, right. Uh, so, you know, when you're sitting and, in an airplane and, and the leather seats are kind of get sort of sticky on your back. Oh Lord. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Thank right, Of course. Of course. Anyway, but so you know how you're, this would take this problem, regular problem of flying to a new height. So, you know, any flight, any flight you take, if you're sitting in the aisle seat or the window seat for that matter, I prefer the aisle seat. Sure. And there's a middle seat next to you. Yes. You hope beyond hope that it's someone who's slender. Right. Of course. You know, it's so, you know, and someone with small elbows uh-huh. and hands even smaller than Donald Trump's. Right, right, right. So when somebody comes walking down the aisle, you say to yourself almost out loud, either, uh oh, or, or you say, please. So uh, an old lady, you know, in her 70s, yeah. weighs 90 pounds, one little bag, you're saying, please, you know, particularly for a long flight. But then a gigantic man yep. comes, who's ducking to, to walk into the plane, right. and you say, please, no, not no, yeah. no. Uh-huh. And then he walks on by. Well, in your nudist airplane, I would imagine that that's even more that's of more, more more of an issue. Yes. Well, and as 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 was was mentioned in the movie Fight Club, the trick of getting if you're in the window seat and you need to get out uh, to you know to go use the the lavatory or whatever, you have to decide whether or not you're going to show the person your your ass or your crotch. Now a question of etiquette: As I pass, do I give you the ass or the crotch? And you know, with a nudist airline, that's um, right. that's even well, even worse. Well, well, so let's say that the best choice would be genitalia toward forward seat. I uh, yes, and as bad as right. But I, I agree. Here's the thing: what if there's someone there with a long nose that inadvertently hooks on to one of your parts of your rumpus uh-huh. and spreads that baby open, and there is some. <laughs> Stop. Dung Stop. From from your previous yes activities. From your previous activities. Uh-huh. That would be gross. That might be the that, that be might be the grossest goddamn thing I've ever considered. Oh my that god. Be gross. But in that case, or you could spin around, and in your case, all they'd see is hair because your little mushroom dick is buried in your pubic area but this shouldn't be broadcast under any circumstances so you need to you need to cut this out but between you and me then Uh you know 
that that's why you don't want to turn around is because you don't want the woman there to laugh and say, oh, look, a mushroom dick. Yes. Yes. Hey, right? and I say, hey, I'm a fun guy. Uh, oh, uh, man. Uh, is there fungus in your anus? That's old. Not. That's old. You have you live the strangest life. You're 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 bicultural, you're anal fungus. bicontinental, and now you're bi clothing nudity. So you know I, it's, I know it's the I natural did. it's the natural state to be uh flying through the air uh without any clothes on. You know. That's are you a are you are you are you a crow? Are you some kind of a bird in your earlier life that you're Flying with no clothes on. Hey, hey. Yes. Wait a second. Wait. While we're on the topic of animals, before I forget, I got to tell you about a dream I had that has a farm animal in it. So in, in outside my bedroom, in the second floor of my new house, is a sitting room that's got two big windows facing our yard and our neighbor's yard. And in my dream, I'm looking over, and there is a cow in my room, in my sitting room. Maximus, and, Maverick, Bovinus. <laughs> and there is a bug of some kind flying around it, and it goes into the cow's nose, and then he swallows it. So uh-huh. it goes through it. Now, obviously, our previous episode, which was what now? was Maximus, Maverick, Bovinus. So that was in my mind. And then the insect problem that I've told you about. So this is what happens. That part is just the beginning. The next thing that happens is the cow is friendly to me, comes over from the end of the room by the staircase where she's sitting and she walks toward me and she bends her head down and I climb on her neck. And then in my sitting room, she's bobbing her head up and down. So I'm very gently kind of uh-huh. riding on her neck. And in my dream, I'm smiling and thinking no one will ever believe this really happened. Well, that was my dream. And I'm smiling because I'm thinking specifically, I need to tell you about it. I dreamt that I would tell you about it. Oh, God. In my dream. This, this podcast is, is in so deep in your head. Well, that, I did that. not, however, pick you as you are now uh, in the buff. Well, uh, that's... I hesitate to speak of any other farm animals for fear that the excitement would be embarrassing, at least for me, <laughs> since I'm the only one who can see you. And I don't want to see that mushroom, fungi, fungi, penis ear sprout, so to speak. So... We were flying from North Carolina to Germany to Spain. And most of the years that we do this, we end up having like a five-hour layover in Germany, which sucks because you've lost your night because, you know, your transatlantic flights going east leave in the evening and then you get there in the morning and like your night hasn't been very long. Uh, But this time I was really excited because we only had a two-hour layover. I was like, oh, good. That's really the best time. The best layover is 90 minutes. It lets you change terminals if you need to and get to where you need to be. And it's just uh, superior. So we have this two-hour layover. And in the airport in North Carolina, 
we get you know we we get there like three hours early because your option is to sit at home and wait for the time when you should leave to come or to just just actually, go. Just go. Just uh, I would much rather be at my gate three hours early than uh, you know caught in traffic for some weird freak accident right, and uh, right, and miss right, my miss my flight. Right, right. So uh, you can't. It. I am unable to. Uh, to you know, waste that time—not waste. You know, it was with family or whatever. But to spend that time not trying to get to to uh, yeah. to the airport. Uh, so anyway, we're there, and um, and then I get a notification on my phone that the flight is delayed four hours. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck, uh, yeah. that's not good. And, and that's just the beginning. And there were some there were there were some there were some Germans uh, near me. Uh, we were, I was sitting at, at a sitting at a bar with a uh, with a pint, uh, and also I was traveling by myself with my kids, uh, which always adds to the to the fun because my wife had left sure. earlier. Um, right. And so anyway, I I turn to the Germans and I say, Hey, I just got the notification that the flight is leaving, you know, super late, and they and they said we haven't received any notifications. Let me look and. Anyway, then it got it got pulled back, so it was only two hours delayed, which still sucked for for me. And actually, my German friends had also also had a connecting flight to somewhere else. Um, and so anyway, we you know we board we board the plane. It's two hours delay for whatever reason. Who knows? There's so many different reasons that a flight can be delayed. And we, you know, eventually we we get to Germany, and as we are arriving, they said, um, you know, they they come over the the the. Uh, the speaker and said, um, "Hey, uh, for people going to Zurich or to my airport in Spain or to another other or to some other place, uh, because we, we are late, uh, there will be someone waiting for you guys that are doing the transfer right outside, right at the end of the uh, the, the, the walkway off off of the plane." Cool. Side, side note: in Spanish, I don't know about I don't really really don't know about English, but in Spanish, those those walkways that you go into the airplane are called fingers. Ah. Anyway, uh, but so anyway, so we, we get off, we, we walk down the finger and we, and there's like, there's a guy holding up a sign saying, you know, going to Spain. And so I say, Hey, that, that's me and my two kids. And he said, all right, well, there, I, I'm told, I was told to pick up three of you. And I said, well, here we are. So he took us, we didn't go inside the airport at all. He took us down some stairs into a van where he drove us to like the other side of the airport and said, "Okay, I'm going to drop you off here. You need to go. You need to go through passport control. I'm going to." We walked briefly inside to have our passports looked at, and then we went right back out and got in the van and were driven right to the airplane, where we wow. actually we actually got there uh, four minutes before all the other passengers because this was one of these flights where rather than going down a, a, a finger, you uh, you they they give you they take you on a bus out to the tarmac to get on the airplane. But anyway, How we, do you, we, you can go up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and so as you know, be, even though we were late, we got there just before all the other passengers and we made our we made our flight. But it was kind of cool not setting foot in the airport. You know, that's that's the way right. I imagine the, the super the, the super rich people, you know, they're in their right. private jets and they've got their limo that picks them up. They walk down the stairs of their jet and there's a there's a limo to take them somewhere. Uh, but it was neat to get that sort of treatment. So how long of a trip did it end up instead of the. No, you, like all we did, we burned our. I mean, it was the same. We caught the exact flight that we were supposed to catch. Uh, it. Uh, we just burned our two hours of layover before we took the big long flight, which was fine by me, really. 
Uh, it was a nine-hour flight to Germany. It, it's a little awkward because going to Germany is further east, and then we have to go back west to Spain. But uh, it was a nine-hour flight to Germany and then a two-hour flight to Spain. Mm, it's um, a long day. It's a long goddamn day, yeah. Yeah. But we've we've done it several times, and it's survivable. Right. Especially what? It, it, with, the, with the kids and with myself, uh, we, we just... There are no rules on. Uh, you can watch all the movies that you want and eat all the junk food that you want. Uh, you know, just, just to get yeah. just to get through just the goddamn day. Get through it. Yeah. Right. Get um, through it. Yeah. Because that's it's a shitty day by any measure. Any 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 definition. Yeah. Well. Well, and I've and when we arrived to Spain, turns out, despite the assurance of our van driver in Germany, turns out that quick turnover was a little too fast for our bags to catch up uh-huh well so they, they bring it to your house they they do and yeah. if i could if i could pay an extra 50 bucks to just have my bags delivered later the same yeah. day later the same day that i arrive rather than have to wait for them i would you know i would do that in a second but anyway uh so the bags came uh later that same day but uh yeah, it. Uh, well, it, it actually, it sounds it sounds like the best of a bad day could be. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There were it. It could have like it didn't go as planned, but all of the hiccups uh, turned into hmm, right good bubbles. things. Hiccups turned into happy ups. Happy bubbles. Bubble. Happy bubbles. Bubble. Yeah. Did, so, did, did you know? Do you know in England they spell hiccup hiccough? C O U. G H. Yeah, they say it yeah. hiccup, but they spell it hiccough. Well, there you go. And, you know, it's another example. Another example of the British uh, being wrong. Speaking of the British being wrong, they have a new Except- prime minister today. Oh yeah, who is that? I, I've been out of touch. Boris Johnson with the hair. It's it it's it's he's the it, opposite it's of Trump's hair. It's Britain's Trump. He, he's. I remember him from back when I lived in England and I swear to God, I think he was like the mayor of London for a while. Yeah. Right. Like he, but he's just this eccentric, you know, xenophobe nut. Link link to him, link to him in our notes. Well, I'd rather uh, not, but don't want to to give him all the hits from our four. You're not promoting him. Yeah. I mean, he might get what four. I mean, Um, of our, of our four listeners, maybe one looks at the show notes. So, which are at happyhour.fm slash zero one seven. Wow. So I watched a movie last night to, to, that that's, wasn't funny called A Beautiful, spelled B-I-U-T-I-F-U-L. Javier Barden was the star of it. It was in Spain, in Spanish. Yeah. And it was about his life as a single dad dealing with a, um, a, a alcoholic, a drug addicted, narcissist mother of two, and and other things that I don't want to put any spoilers in there. But it was one of the most amazing movies that I've ever seen. And he is he's incredible. He is to incredible. begin with. But what's interesting is that because of my hearing is not the best, it was interesting how when I'm watching any other movie or series, including the finale, season finale of 
Big Little Lies, which we probably we have should talk about, but you you haven't seen it, so no. you'll have to see it. Then we'll talk about. Um, but uh, just so nice because it had to be translated, obviously, in the bottom of the screen for me to not only hear the soundtrack and the intonation and the tone of the voice, right. but also not miss a word yep. for the first time in years, not miss a word, including what's annoying and it for people a little hard of hearing, particularly annoying is that movie soundtracks get ratings and awards for a reason because some are better than others. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a movie and the louds are so loud that it's like, holy cow, the balance of that is that when they're whispering, right. you can hear them. Mm -hmm. That's a good soundtrack. Yes. But so much, particularly when you're hard of hearing, the loud is pretty loud and the whispers are unintelligible. Right. Right. So in this movie, the stuff that he was whispering was not only clearer to me than any whispering has been, but it also was so poetic mm -hmm. and so, so incredible that I I was like I'm so glad I'm not missing a word of this because this is amazing but the beginning and the it, it's uh it you got to see it I, I, see it. I will I will uh, I I'm a huge fan of his um, the first time I saw him it was in a it was in a cinema in in England and it was it was uh, with subtitles in English, of course. But I I was sort of learning Spanish, and it was a movie called Mar Adentro, which I'm looking at his IMDb page right now, and I don't see it. Um, which means you know uh, deep sea. Uh, but and it was about uh, he played a quadriplegic, and the story was about. Like it, it's the the first scene is is him uh, diving off of some rocks into the sea, which is how he you know becomes quadriplegic. Uh, and I had never I, I I had never heard of this actor before at all. But it, it's actually a true story. There was an actual guy, and the movie centers around the uh, around the topic of euthanasia and should someone be allowed to. Uh, to have a doctor help them kill themselves, you know, as he wanted, the, uh, right? Obviously. Yeah, he wanted, like, you know, the whole Kevorkian, um, what was that other case, which, in, which in, was here here in Michigan, He's yeah, in prison. But anyway, that that movie is incredible as well. And as luck would have it, on the flight back that I just referenced, I watched a the only movie that I watched. Normally, I watch a bunch of movies, but this time I was kind of tired. Uh, the only movie that I watched is one called, a, in Spanish, it's called. Todos lo saben. It means everybody knows. And it's with Javier Bardem and his, I think now wife, Penelope Cruz. Um, who, Is that his wife? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're, they they met when they did a movie together, a Woody Allen movie called Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Did with, you see them uh, when he was an artist uh, with two women and the second woman was Scarlett Johansson? That's the movie, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. That, ah, which, Barcelona. Yeah, which which was Woody Allen is going through this this phase. That's Woody Allen movie. Yeah, Woody Allen is going through this phase of doing these love stories in all different cities in Europe. He's got one in Rome and one in Paris. And I had no idea. This is Barcelona. Yeah, I had no that, idea. It was uh, it was interesting. That that soundtrack 
I really love that soundtrack, the Vicky Cristina Barcelona oh. soundtrack, which I will link in the show notes. But anyway, uh, this everybody knows uh, movie that I that I watched was was pretty good. It um, I because my in-flight entertainment system was set to English, I was getting English subtitles. But uh, it was uh, a family struggle in Spain. To not spoil any anything, that's all I can say. But uh, it was it was decent. So I'm interested in your your looking at this movie, beautiful. Uh, because I want to hear about the depiction of Spain. I don't know what city it was in, but it was monstrous. It was awful. And uh, um, so, anyway. Well, what's the biggest city in Spain? Madrid and Barcelona are the two big ones. Well, it's one of those two. Okay. Yeah, so, and Javier Bardem, I think, was it for... No Country for Old Men that he oh, yes. got an Oscar for. Oh, uh, my God. He's a... With a cattle, uh, a, 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 a gun that was used to, to put a bullet in the cattle's forehead. Yes. It was... It was and, whoa, whoa. I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's an astounding uh, actor. I think that, given the movies you've seen and we've seen, each of us have seen... That when you see this one, you will say to me, "It's the best one he's ever done." It's the it's it's wow. It's it's the best. It's the best. Not just he he him at his best, right? Which he's so good all the time that I mean, it's it's amazing. But the movie itself and its entire flow and energy is the best movie he's been in. Okay. I will which, add, is saying, which is saying something. Because he's been in a lot of great movies, yes. I will add that to my homework for hopefully next time. Did you see the Michael Douglas movie that he was the drug kingpin? Um, no, no, no. That, was, uh, that wasn't him. That was... Uh, uh, with somebody else. Did you see Wolfman with uh, um, <laughs> Wolfman. If, I can't, if I can't remember any actors' names, we're not going to get very far. The most recent edition of Wolfman with the Benito de Toro. There you go. It was in Benito de Toro. It was in this And Anthony Hopkins. Yes. But anyway, the point of that was just to remember his name. In the drug movie, he played the drug kingpin and he had this manner about him and this wild hair about him that it is stunning. It is stunning. And, and Michael Douglas is such a, uh, you know, uh, an icon of solid, for sure, solid, uh, you know, movies and solid acting. But, you know, with the, 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 his daughter's connection with it. But Although recently, Michael Douglas feels just like he's sort of playing himself in movies. Like he's he's always this this rich Wall Street stockbroker guy. Uh, Gordon Gecko. What? Gordon Gecko. Who? Michael he Douglas. Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Three yeah. movies. Yeah, there's right. Only, there's, been, there's only been two. You saying there's a third one? No, I'm just saying that's like all the recent Michael Douglas movies, recent 
last 10 years that I that I have really noticed him in. He's always this this writ, he's always riding in the limousine at one point how in the about, movie. How about the um, the uh, was it the Golden Boys? Yes, you're right. That's right. He was a like a professor or something in that. What, that was, that what was, was the name of that though? Yeah. Uh, the Promise Boys or something? Uh, no, the not the not the Golden Boys, but uh, yeah, so it's like that though. Uh, something like, but anyway, that doesn't fit the uh, description you. Yes, thank you for your counterexample. And also, he was in a movie where the, there the was Wonder a, Boys. The Wonder Boys. That's right. It was excellent. There was also a movie he was in where it was a heist of a of a of a Walmart that doesn't fit that at all. Um, well, the heist I, th- th- that was a McDonald's clone, I think. A McDonald's clone? It wasn't a real McDonald's. It was a. It was just a. You mean a Walmart? God damn it! It it was a fast food place. No, no. There's there's one where he's there's one where he does that. Oh, oh. Well, there you go. He's prolific. What can we say? All right. Never mind. What was the weird one? I withdraw. Where were? (laughs) I'm not done. And I. Your Honor, I withdraw my. What about the movie he was in where this brother, who was Sean Penn, was playing the game? The game. That's it. That's called that, right? again. But that that fits my mold. That fits your mold. Yes. That that fits your mold. That is a the other one. That is a that is a great movie. Uh, that is, the first time you watch it, that's a great movie, because there's so many. I've seen it. I've seen it at least three times, probably uh, four times. I, yeah, it, I I have as well. But that's a. The whole concept of spoilers is so is so perilous right. because because if you because if someone tells you oh there's a twist in that movie that's well, that's uh, so, that's somewhat spoiling it because then you're like oh I want to see what the twist is that movie's uh, ten years old way past the the era of spoilers ten years that's old ten years ten years old my child that movie came out in 1997 22 years old there you go just saying see? so we, we can game. We no can't, such thing as spoilers. We can't spoil. We They're 22 years old. So who is Darth Vader? You is Darth Vader really Luke's father? Yes. Oh, man, we spoiled it. Oh, well. Anyway. See, that's fair game. <laughs> it's not a movie somebody hasn't seen yet. And if they haven't seen it, fuck them. It's too late. Yeah. It's been 22 years. I mean, what are you waiting for? Have you seen Moonstruck yet? Well, maybe they were. Maybe they're young. Maybe they were, were just born. I I showed my kids the Star Wars trilogy just a couple of years ago, and if some jerk on some podcast had come and and told my kids, because please, dear God, do not let your children listen to this podcast. Uh, you know, if they had been ruined by that, because I remember my my daughter ruined my my daughter when that when that when that reveal happened, she looked at me like, oh my God, wow. really? Like it really it. it she she was in the grip of which reveal uh, that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh oh oh! She was she was in George Lucas's grip. Uh, right. How about the uh, Leah being uh, Luke's sister? There's, that was the other. One. There's that too. That there's, was it. Yeah. There's that's there's, a big deal. There's a little uh, you know. So Darth Vader was not his helmet on. Darth Vader removing his helmet was the most. Of all of the things that I wondered about, I wondered about that a lot. What right? he, what he looked like with his helmet off? Yeah, right, 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 right. And uh, there he had it. Turns out he was a white guy. Well, I knew that, even though his voice is a black guy. <laughs> I, 
they they filmed the whole thing with with the with the in, with the guy inside doing all the lines, and then they came in and had James Earl Jones come and redo it, which was a great decision. Oh my God, best voice, best voice ever. Hey, there, there are there, there are James Earl Jones. Uh, you can you can get like maybe not now so much, but for your for your navigation in on your on your GPS stuff, you can download James Earl Jones voices to be like turn left. Right. The force will be with you, and you know a little thing, a little bit about that. He's funny. He's funny. I mean, he's great. He's not. He's great. You're funny. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I was. So the other day, I was in the back seat of the car when our beloved, one and only podcast guest, Doctor Pud, was driving, and 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 I was I was navigating because I he gave me his phone to figure out where we were going to find some golf course somewhere, and I pulled out some of your. Uh, Righty tighty, Trump turn. <laughs> Thing that you would come up with just on the spot <laughs> that one time. That was fun. Yeah, we that need to do fun. that. We need to do that again. So I I played my uh, blues gig on Monday this week down at with Tom the piano the player. Old, Tom the piano man. Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom uh, Duffield. And uh, as I I give him the first half hour without me showing up, so he can do whatever. And then I show up. So you can prove to the audience that he doesn't need you there. <laughs> well, just to give him some space, man. I don't need to get <laughs> later, you prop, you totally prop up his I don't, there, there isn't any drama with Tom. He's, he's <laughs> just about the music. But it was interesting because this other uh, guitar player came. And uh, the, he and his uh, partner knew um, Tom. Didn't know me. And... Uh, were friendly and and they were musicians and and he looked at my harmonica case and he said wow uh, you got them all mm-hmm. and uh he looked at one of them and he said oh uh that's the same 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 kind i have and i said go get him he said well they're out in the car i said go get him bring him in i mean we'll we'll do two of us then he said well i play guitar too and i said well get that too but you know come on uh-huh. just me and tom playing so he says well you know i'm, I'm here i'm chilling i don't know you know, I get a drink, and he, uh, he, uh, bef- before that, before that, he said something about New Orleans, about a cafe in New Orleans, and I didn't quite catch it. And I just smiled and I said, "Oh, which is, New Orleans." Which is your this guy. Ground. Yep. Well, yeah, right. And so then he got a drink and he came back, and I, I, we had a minute, and I said, uh, "What was what? What did you say about New Orleans?" And he was talking about Katrina, and I said, "Oh, I, I thought you said something about." seeing you in a cafe in New Orleans he said no I said because I played down there and what and he said oh yeah where and I told him and he didn't know he didn't know the place but whatever um, but then quick as a flash he got his guitar and uh, Tom and I were playing blues piano and blues harp and uh, I don't think I had sang a song yet because it was early on when I got there and uh, a fella comes back and uh, you can't hear his guitar it's just he's it's he's playing it he's playing a cowboy guitar and it is kind of quiet but he plays it particularly quiet so mm-hmm. there was a hot mic and so I put it there well the next thing I wanted a mic for his voice and at one point Tom said uh, you know this is uh, unplugged I mean this is acoustic yeah you know and and you know because it's a stand-up piano you know which you don't want to drown out and I'm just I'm just a guy with a harmonic. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Sure. I'm not mic'd up. Um, but it, it, and we had a great time. 
and this dude, his name was Lauren, was good. Mm-hmm. And with a few things that he did, he played a couple of uh, old Yoda Leahy tunes. Um, Yodeling? Uh, Rogers. Rogers. Um, the hell was the uh, the singer's name? Rogers. Anyway, I have to. Think Will, about Will that. Rogers, Buck Rogers? No, 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 no. Buck Rogers Mr. was an Rod- astronaut. And Will Rogers was a stand, was a comedian and a writer, but what? 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 <laughs> okay. Hey, so uh, uh, a new contest this year when we all get together, and I mentioned it before, but I want to remind you that every person there, what well, we do, we have teams, yeah, and or, or le- we should probably have leaders. And each leader from a condo mm-hmm. picks a tune, a cappella, that has different uh, words and melodies for different singers. But they put together and we'll have a contest that will film as to who wins the best two-minute harmonizing a cappella but here's the thing. So it's the barbershop the quartet uh, sing-off. Ask, ask. Right. Yes, yes. That's actually that's four, probably a four men in a condo. A, you know, a good way to describe it, because uh, then people will immediately understand what it is. That's what a good description does. Yes. You don't. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's what you're here for. You don't. You don't. You don't have to go there. That's what, what did you say? Put your shirt on. Put your shirt on. I'm getting sick. It's so. I'm glad your seat isn't any taller. I wouldn't. Have, I don't have to look at your nipples. At least you're you're above the nipple line. I could I could straighten up and and show you some some nipple action. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and stand up. You don't want that. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, So today I watched the Mueller testimony. Did you? Yes, I did. Uh, Robert Mueller testified in front of the Congressional Hearing Board or whatever. And God, what a... Every time, like, I remember watching, I think, Jeff Sessions and Comey and Zuckerberg and Mueller uh, live being interviewed by the Congress folk. And God, every single time the person being interviewed comes out looking smarter than the than the legislators. They just ask the dumbest stuff. And also, this particular one, Mueller clearly stated, you know, look, I've written everything down. It's all in this report. We've triply fact-checked it. This is exactly what we want to say and all that we want to say and nothing has been left out and so but because and credit to my father for this uh, for this um, theory that because Americans just don't want to read we, we want sound bites we want stuff on video we we find it really difficult to actually look at something that's written and take in that information I don't know like that's why that's why Congress had to call Mueller in to just talk to him about this report that he released, and got so many times his his three answers were, I would I would 
I would refer you to the report on that. Well, uh, I would have to refer you to the report on that. I, I direct you to the uh, report for how that is characterized. I rely on the language of the report. I refer to the report on that. And so many of the questions were, were on page 96, you stated this and this and this. Is that true? And he would be like, well, if it's in the fucking report, then I fucking said it, didn't I? Uh, and, and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff where, I don't know, it felt like... It felt like I was watching some sort of other universe. Have you ever seen the movie um, Idiocracy? Where uh, it's it's a it's it, it 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 it's it's by Mike Judge who created uh, Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill and Office Space, uh, and it's this movie of what if what if uh, this normal dumbass like. F- uh, fell asleep for a thousand for I don't know how many years for 200 years and he woke up and all of society had been reduced to our dumbest instincts so he's just this doofus that everyone thinks is just the smartest person in the world because he like <laughs> can do basic reasoning and like he gets elected pres- he gets elected president and does this does this sound uh, familiar anyway you, no, have, you, have to, heard of it. you have to see the movie Idiocracy it's great uh, I mean it's not oh I wouldn't say it, I wouldn't say it's stars? I wouldn't say it's great. Uh, it's uh, dudes that's it's from 2006, and the main actor is Luke Wilson, who oh no shit I love Luke Wilson who idiot uh, yeah 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 you you need to look that up <clears throat> anyway this it's this whole, the, the, today felt like we were looking at this other universe where people no longer believed that you could like put thoughts down on paper. Yeah right, and they and they were like, and they were like, well, tell us in your own words what you wrote on this piece of paper, and <laughs> and Mueller was like, well, it's on, uh, it's on the fucking piece let of paper. Me read it to you. Oh, no, right. and and the the best part was like four or five times. One of the one of the Congress people said, uh, could you read this passage on 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 page uh, sixty five, about halfway down, and every time Mueller said, uh, I could, but I'd rather just listen to you read it to me. Would you be willing to read the first sentence? And that was starting with substantial evidence indicates that the president's yeah, if you could read that first sentence, would you be willing to do that? I'm happy to have you read it. <laughs> Which was so like, I, I feel like he must be feeling just this pain of why are you people asking yeah. me? I've said all of this. I'm here. And the other thing he, he would say a bunch of time is, well, that's not under my purview. Like, that's not a thing that I'm in, that I investigated or could investigate. And the other thing he said a bunch was, um, which, uh, which I've seen several people interviewed uh, say was I can't discuss that here. Which well, so so the, one of the reasons I want to see some of this is because the only thing I've seen of him are old clips of him walking from one place to another, and one of right. him in a baseball cap. I've not heard him speak anything. He did give one recent, press con- uh, press conference after the after the after the report was right, released, which was, which, where he basically said all. Of- we basically Two said, minutes. "Look, read the, read it with your eyes." Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was just this, and so many of these things are all political positioning. So many of the Republicans were were just spouting these these Fox News alternate narratives uh, about, you know, well, Hillary was just as bad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and but then you know the Democrats also. 
they were trying to get him to say, do you think we should remove him from office? In which he would always say, I don't want to comment on that. I watched the, uh, and I had a half hour lunch break today while I was doing construction work outside in the house. And I had a bowl of chicken soup and a bottle of water, uh, fresh rye bread lathered in butter, and the Count of Monte Cristo was on the movie screen. Okay. And it was fabulous. Fabulous. James Cabell, uh, who looks so much like our friend John Mm -hmm. that I can't begin to tell you. In fact, you need to get a shot of John and a shot of James uh, Cabell from this movie and put them side by side, particularly an older picture, John, and put it in the uh, show notes. Yeah. Without his permission. That wouldn't that wouldn't be fair. Another part of my trip back was that I smuggled in some some seeds that our friend John gave me. Uh, some some basil seeds. Because I expressed because basil is really freaking hard to come by in, in Spain. Like is, is, is it, basil is basil in quotes? No. My 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 joke to him was like, uh, "Oh yeah, they they caught me with my weed bag, but then I but then I I quickly switched it with my with my basil bag, and I said, pesto changeo." Good lord! Which was a long what? setup. <laughs> what did you say? Pesto changeo. Pesto changeo. Well, you're just a clever nude boy. That's. <laughs> That is, that's what people call me, yes. So uh, I will tell anyway. you. Go on. Is there more? No, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 I can see uh, this uh, Caviezel, or whatever his name is. Uh, I, can, I can definitely see our boy John in his face, yes. He's a boy. So last night I uh, left work and was on my way to the Y and stopped at Duffy's Bar. And it's the prettiest bar in town. Oh, God, old 1869 building with this beautiful carved oak bar. And I realized when I pulled in, when I went for my wallet, that I didn't have my wallet and I didn't have my wad of cash. And so I started scrounging in the car, Mm -hmm. my truck, my work truck, and I scrounged up four bucks in Good. filthy well quarters, done. nickels, and dimes. Filthy. Sure. So I went to the bar, and I said, hey, I came, you know, no wallet, blah, blah, blah. I got I'm thirsty as I can be. I drove here. It's a 10-minute drive. What, what can I get for four bucks? He said, well, you could get a draft of a Michelob Light. Or... I said, no. Um, yeah, I want a real beer. Yeah, and, and, and I said, you have Smittix Amber on tap? He said, yeah. And I said, well... How about giving me four bucks worth of that? But remember that the four bucks includes your tip. Right. So he gave me this beautiful half glass of Smittix, mm-hmm. took the four dollars and change, and I said, You'd be better off giving me this beer for free and taking the four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but he put it he put it all in the cash register. Wouldn't the bartender always be better off doing that? I suppose well <laughs> you know. almost goes without saying, I suppose. But 
tell man not give him a tip. That's what I said. And uh, he, uh, and then there were free peanuts. So I, I sat in my chair I and I thought peanuts. about how wonderful this Kalamazoo is that four bucks and I get a half a beer, what I consider the best beer on tap in this town, even all the brewers we have, except for peanut butter porter from uh, Rupert's okay. Brewery. That's, that's, that's the best. But anyway, how fortunate I am to sit here and drink this healthy half glass of beer and eat these peanuts. I was happy. Yeah, I. One of my fonder memories is of when we are when we are visiting our, our beach location of going into a Mexican restaurant with a couple guys and ordering margaritas, you know, pitchers of margaritas, and uh, and just sitting there eating the chips and salsa and drinking right. your, drinking your margaritas. Right. It's like that's right. as good as it gets. <clears throat> Which I just learned today. Is National Tequila Day? Oh, so in the world or Spain? Well, national. I would imagine it's America only, or or Mexico. I don't know. All I saw was the words "Today is National Tequila Day." So, <laughs> well, anyway, what what nation? Grab your. Well, nation? there's there are enough nations in the world that we could have National Tequila you Day almost every get, almost every you day. You don't have to get irritated about the question. It's your job to do the research. I mean, National do, you, do you have tequila? Do you have, do you have some lemon and some salt? I mean, we could, you know, if we got a sponsor, you know, on our on our sponsorship page. So, so hold you're, on, you're hold so, on. on our on our sponsorship page at patreon.com slash happy hour. The let's see, the first level of donation is to buy us some beers, but the second level of donation is tequila shots, which uh, I think which I think we both desperately need. Deserve, deserve. And, and deserve, deserve, for sure. Well, I'm going to do that now because I got to go. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm. That's with a dot spelled out. Happyhour, D-O-T-F-M. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour, D-O-T-F-M, at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.